1: This is Dr. Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you all to the warning program. Wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. We're in our staff service here at World Ministries International. It's a live audience with children. And I'm going to speak on God's relationship to time. God's relationship to time. Some people don't understand this. I know a question was asked me at our bonfire where we pray for several hours on a Friday night, and uh, they made a comment, and and I didn't get into it because, again, I was there to pray, focus on prayer, but I said, God is eternal. God's time is endless. I want to explain that because a lot of people might not understand this. We live in a physical world with its four known time dimensions of length, width, height, or depth, and time. However, God dwells in a different realm, the spirit realm, beyond the perception of our physical senses. It's not that God isn't real, it's a matter of He is not being limited by physical laws and dimensions that govern our world, according to Isaiah 57 15. Know that God is spirit, John 4 24. What is His relationship to time? In Psalm 94, Moses used a simple yet profound analogy in describing the timelessness of God. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. So the eternity of God is contrasted with the temporality of man. Our lives are but short and frail, but God is not weaken or frail with the passage of time. God's eternal, before time, after time, man's time, in the sense of marking time, is irrelevant to God because he transcends it. Second Peter 3.8, caution his readers not to let this one critical fact escape their notice that God's perspective to time is far different from mankind's. Psalm 102.12 as well as 24 through 27. The Lord does not count time as we do. He is above and outside of the sphere of time. God sees all of eternity's past and eternity's future. The time that passes on earth is no consequence from God's timeless perspective. A second is no different from an eon. A billion years pass like seconds to the eternal God. God doesn't wear a watch. You do. Though we cannot possibly comprehend this idea of eternity or the timelessness of God, we in our finite minds try to confine an infinite God to our time schedule. Those who foolishly demand that God operate according to their time frame ignore the fact that he is the, quote, high and lofty one who lives forever, unquote, Isaiah 57, 15. This description of God is far removed from man's condition. Psalms 90.10, the length of our days is 70 or 80 if we have strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass and we fly away. You know the dream that I've shared before of an elderly man who went to heaven and he saw in heaven a beautiful lady and he said, Lord, why did you bring the lady to heaven? And she's in her prime. Surely she has a family. Why'd you bring her? She's in her 90s. Or she was over 100. I can't remember the detail. But the reality is, he was told she now is in her prime. There's no such thing as time or agelessness. There's no time. She's in her prime. You'll be in your prime throughout eternity. That's why when God, people want God to move fast, he doesn't move on your time schedule. Some prophecies have been 2,000 years and they're about to be fulfilled now. You're in a hurry. God's not in a hurry. He gives mercy and grace so there can be repentance. Sometimes we would just cut the person's head off. I want judgment now. No mercy and grace. That's why you're not judge. You're not God. That's why David said, let me fall in the hands of a righteous judge, not in the hands of man. Though we cannot possibly comprehend the idea of eternity or the timelessness of God, with our finite mind, confined to an infinite God to our time schedule. Again, because of our finite minds, we can not only grasp the concept, we can only grasp the concept of God's timeless existence in part. In so doing, we describe him as God without a beginning or end, eternal, infinite, everlasting, etc. Psalms 92. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 93, 2, you always was and always will be. You are endless. No beginning, no end. It's like trying to understand God. You better uh, finally just accept the word of God and the definition and explanation of who God is. Because he proves himself through history, archaeology, Etc., all defined in the Bible. Trace it back, and the skeptics, the scoffers, have turned to accept Christ as they've done their work in study. The scientists. Again, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You always were and always will be. So, what is time? To put it simply, time is duration. Our clocks mark change, or more precisely, our timepieces are benchmarks of change that indicate the passage of time. We could say then that time is a necessary precondition for change and change is a sufficient condition to establish the passage of time. In other words, whenever there's a change of any kind, we know that time has passed. Now we're talking about the earth. God is spirit. We are in human bodies. We see this as we go through life and as we age. And we cannot recover the minutes that have passed by. That's why I have constantly warned people, be careful how you spend your time. You're going to give an accountable for your time spent. How did you spend it? Did you spend it for the kingdom of God? Or did you spend it needlessly on self-pleasure and entertainment? How did you spend your time? Because you're going to give an account for your time. Some people don't realize it, or they just don't care. Maybe they're close to a seared conscience. Just don't care. If they make it to heaven, they'll care. As they stand melting before the eyes of a God that's going to judge them now. Additionally, the science of physics tells us that time is a property resulting from the existence of matter. As such, time exists when matter exists. But God is not matter. God, in fact, created matter. The bottom line is that time began when God created the universe. Before that, God was simply existing. Since there's no matter, because God does not change, time has no existence, and therefore no meaning and no relationship to God. You care about time, God does not. All things will come to pass in God's timing. Not when we think it should. And this brings us to the meaning of the word eternity. Eternity is a term used to express the concept of something that has no end or no beginning. God has no beginning or no end. But he cannot be wholly defined by eternity, especially as a measure of time. God is eternal, but eternity does not equal God. Similarly, God is all-powerful, but power does not equal God. Eternity is one of God's attributes but created time. He is greater than time and exists outside of it. Again, eternity is one of God's attributes, but having created time, He is greater than time and He exists outside of time. Scripture reveals that God lives outside the bounds of time as we know it. Our destiny was planned before the beginning of time. 2 Timothy 1.9, Titus 1.2 and before the creation of the world, Ephesians 1, 1.4, 1 Peter 1.20. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible, Hebrews 11.3. In other words, the physical universe we see, hear, feel, and experience was created not from existing matter, But from a source independent of the physical dimensions we can perceive. God is spirit. John 4 24. Correspondingly, God is timeless rather than being eternal in time or being beyond time. God is timeless. Like in heaven, you're at your prime forever, you never age. Time ages you, it doesn't age. Our destiny was planned before the beginning of time. Again, 2 Timothy 1.9 and Titus 1.2. Before the creation of the world, Ephesians 1.4 and 1 Peter 1.20. By faith we understand the universe formed at God's command so that we, what is seen was not made out of what was visible, Hebrews 11.3. I think that was worth repeating so you really grasp it. God is spirit. God is timeless. Time was created by God as a limited part of his creation for accommodating the workings of his purpose in his disposal universe. 2 Peter 3, 10 through 12. It's appointed unto man wants to die. And then comes the judgment. We are growing old because on earth we have time in heaven you're in your prime upon the completion of his creation activity including the creation of time what did God conclude? God saw all that he had made and it was very good Genesis 1, 31 indeed God is spirit in the realm of timelessness rather than flesh in the sphere of time he doesn't live in the flesh you do I do Now, I wish I had my glorified body every time I look in the mirror. Amen? Amen. Unless you're in your prime, I see a lot of white hairs in this room. Now, if you like your age, I don't. I'd rather be in my prime. I'll be glad for eternity. As believers, we have a deep sense of comfort knowing that God, though timeless and eternal, is in time with us right now. He is with us right now. We are body, soul, and spirit. The spirit never dies. The spirit goes to heaven if you're a child of God. Because you're in a body, also you can get sick and also demons can enter it. Demons can't enter your spirit. There's no place for demons in heaven, but they can sure enter your body right now. And I can give you countless examples of casting demons out of Christians on earth, even pastors even worship pastors. You say, oh well, they couldn't have been a Christian. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? What made you judge? Disease enters the body. That's where spirits do. They don't enter your spirit. They enter the body. In fact, you need to tune in the next three weeks as I do a series on demons. God, though timeless and eternal, he is in time with us right now. He is not unreachable, transcendent, but right here with us in this moment. He's with us right now. And because He's in this moment, He can respond to our needs and our prayers. God's relationship to time is what I'm talking about. Again, if you just tuned in, you tuned into the warning program I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. You can watch this and many other messages. We're on seven days a week, radio or television. Seven days a week, (coughs) worldministries.org. Click on radio and television. Watch and listen to our messages. Again, God is outside of time as God created time. Isaiah 57, 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Humility is what's needed If you want to grow in the ways of God, humility. Humility is just doing it God's way. Pride is doing it your way. Righteousness is wanting to do God's will. Selfishness wants to do your will. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. You cannot move with the gifts of the Holy Spirit very far, if at all, if you're proud. You say, I want to do A, B, C, D, and you've wanted to do it for 50 years. Are you too proud to move with the Holy Spirit? Because your pride resists the Holy Spirit. We just read it. Are you led by the Spirit of God or are you led by your pride? These are things we need to answer and ask ourselves. Why am I not baptized in the Holy Spirit if we're not? What's so important that we put ahead of God? John four twenty four. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says to know the truth, the truth will set you free. Many times people negate the seriousness of obtaining the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they don't take it seriously. Some either under denominations, cemeteries, seminaries, try to teach it's not for today when Jesus himself said, Go, Terry, you you can't even try to represent me until you're filled with my Holy Spirit. You can't try to represent me. You can't try to do the works I do. You can't do it. He made the disciples go and tarry to be baptized before he ever allowed them to go into full-time ministry after he ascended because he knew they already failed him. Three years. They criticized him, gossiped about him, like some of you do your pastor. Criticize, gossip, judge. Yet they don't do any of the works Christ did. Many of you can't do any of the works of a full-time man of God, but yet you think you know it all. Until you can do the works, keep your mouth shut. I don't need to hear your opinion. I don't care about your opinion. If you don't have fruit, your opinion means nothing. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. And the Bible tells you what you can do if you've studied to be a workman needing not to be ashamed. These signs will follow them that believe. You will see people healed. You will cast out demons. You will speak in other tongues. And it goes on and on. Now, if you don't think that's important, then I guess your pride has already nullified the fullness of God in your life. Your pride, your opinion. Pride comes before a fall. Comes before destruction. Your pride stops your prayers from being answered, including your healings. Do we care? If a person wants to be on the staff of World Ministries International One, I query them very much. Because I, I can't have a person that's too proud to be on my staff. I learned a long time ago from an apostle when I just started in ministry, when I was in my early 30s, do not work with somebody to try to develop him into a, an, a man of God or a woman of God if they're not teachable or trainable. After 10 years, you'll have the same knothead, the same stubborn person that doesn't move in the gifts, that doesn't do anything, but wants to argue something he doesn't understand or possess. Says don't even work with them. Don't put your time into them. This is not a public church. This is a stealth SWAT team, so to speak, to reach the nations. We've got to have humble men and women that we can pour the word of God into, that can move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that can learn, that can be taught, and not argue over every little thing they don't understand. We've got to, do you have fruit? If you don't have fruit, I don't care about your opinion. I just don't. Well, I think this. And what have you spoke to? A handful of people? Judge a man's history. Is he before kings and presidents, 200,000 people at a time? So you're bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm stating a fact. So what do you do? What do you do? I've got a lot of people with me 25 years. Dr. Buckhart moves with me and others do. Never gives me a problem. We go in and see God move in nations. Again, John 4, 24. God is spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 2 Peter 3, 8. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. What are we talking about? God's relationship to time. God is eternal. He doesn't need time. But since you are physical, you are moving on time and it's appointed under man wants to die and then comes the judgment. How do you use your time? This is something we need to all ask ourselves. How am I using my time? Am I constantly growing in the ways of God? Do I care? At World Ministries International, if you're full-time staff, you'll be in my classes or you won't be on my staff. That's it. I might let you attend a meeting, but that doesn't mean you're on my staff. If you're not really wise, if you're not seeking to move in the fullness of God, I can't use you. Your pride will get in the way. I can't send you any place because your pride stops God from really wanting to do what he wants to do in your life and you might give your silly opinion, which I don't care. I want you to move with power and authority to be able to move and see miracles. Move and challenge sin if it's there, nicely and wisely, but challenge it, not smile and do nothing. Second Peter 3.8, but beloved, do not forget this one thing. Again, the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Psalm 102.12 But you, O Lord, shall endure forever and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will endure forever. None of us here will endure forever. Not in a physical body. You will in eternity. Psalm 102.24-27 I said, O God... Do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure forever. Yes, they will all grow old like garment, like a cloak. You will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. Hebrews 9.27, As it was appointed for men, who die once, but after this, the judgment. We have an appointed amount of time on earth. We're in a body that deteriorates. God will judge us by how we use time on earth, resources. Are you using it for God or just entertainment, just having fun? What are you doing? Can you get convicted or have you grieved the Holy Spirit so much he can't convict you? through the word, through your pastor, nothing. You just continue dancing on the roof, following the pipe Piper, and the end result is death. Revelation 24 through 6. And I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been headed for their witness to Jesus, and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image. And had not received his mark on their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy who takes part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. We're talking about at the beginning of the millennium till the end of it. The Lord returns with a shout at the battle of Armageddon and removes evil governments. The dead in Christ will rise. If you have a relationship with God, you will rise then and not be judged to the second death. Revelation 20, 10 through 15. They saw a great white throne who sat on it, whose face was the earth and heaven fled. There was no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great. The books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the works that were in the books. The sea gave up the dead, Death and Hades delivered up the dead also. They were judged, each one according to the works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is a second death. And anyone who's not found in the book of life, cast into the lake of fire. Accept Christ. Help me. Worldministries.org. Phone number 360-629-5248. Accept Christ today. God bless you.